This morning, uh, I'm starting uh, with a second gift of the series, and I, I'm really excited about it. So, but can we, I know we prayed a lot, but I really want God to move in such a powerful way. I don't know about you, I don't like to just show up on Sunday morning just to hear another message. I want it to pinpoint my heart. I want it to change things, rearrange things, and do what it needs to do. So can we pray that God will do that? God, we come to you this morning. God, we pray, God, that you would mess with us this morning. God, we don't want just a motivational speech or, or, or just words that make us feel good in the end. God, we want the Holy Spirit to penetrate our hearts, our minds and our thoughts, and to change things. Holy Spirit, I pray that I would die, basically, so you can live through me and that your Holy Spirit would move in such a mighty and powerful way through what I'm about to talk to this congregation about in your holy and awesome name I pray. Amen. Well, let's start with the gift. I love this. How many of you enjoy opening gifts? Like, who's this a favorite thing, favorite thing to do in the whole world? Yeah, yeah. Anybody? So, uh, yes. Okay, so I enjoy opening gifts. It's one of my favorite things on Christmas morning. And so I'm just going to go ahead and start because I got a lot to cover in this sermon. In today's sermon, this is sermon number two. If it opens, y'all pray for me. Pray spirit. Here it is. Yeah. Wrapping skills. Uh, not going to say it yet, but this is, is part of it today. And so what does anybody know what that is? Eraser. Yes. Okay. No, no, we can't erase. Okay. I'll talk about it in a minute, but I want to start with that. I want everybody to do something with me though first. And just like the ticket, everybody has one of these. So if you can raise this up in there, like you just don't care. This is very important. It's very important. And I need, if you don't have a pen, there's pens in front of you uh, in almost every seat. If you can get a pen out, I'm going to, this is how the whole sermon's going to start. So I'm going to give you just a minute, but I want every one of you to write down something you've done that's hurt somebody on this. Everybody in this room, I want you to write it down. You're going to hold on to this. So real quick. If uh, you, Jeopardy music or something, Will, if you can give me something, some kind of music. But for a minute, just for the next minute, I want you to write down something. If you're married, you should have multiple. Something. <laughs> Everyone write down something you've done that's hurt somebody. I, I encourage you to write down the worst thing that you've ever done. I'm not going to be going like, hey, Philip, show me what's on your paper. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not about to do that. But I want you to write down, everybody, write down something you've done that's hurt somebody. Dude, there it is. It's totally joking, but that's great, okay? It's kind of Christmassy. <laughs> Come on. When you're done writing down something on that paper, Fold it and hold it in there. Again, I'm not collecting. This is not. It's not Miss Stephanie Bailey's classroom. Okay, we're not. We're not collecting it. I just need to know when most of you are done. Yes, something you've done that's hurt some. Just raise it up in there. When you're done. If you're married, this should have taken you five seconds. All right, we're going to move forward. So now, take that, 
Sit it beside you. Sit it beside you. We'll come back to that. That was beautiful. I felt the spirit in that. That was, that was great. And so one of the greatest gifts as Christians and as humans we can receive is forgiveness. Is forgiveness. Right? I'll talk about this more. Is forgiveness. But also... On the same hand, one of the hardest things that we can do as Christians is forgive, right? So one of the greatest gifts that we can receive, that's the eraser, it represents forgiveness. Because when we forgive somebody, then we erase it away, right? Or when Jesus forgives us, He erases it away. And so one of the hardest things that we can do as Christians or as people is forgive. But one of the greatest, are y'all getting this? One of the greatest gifts we can receive is forgiveness, right? Our entire Christian foundation is built on the fact that Jesus forgave us, right? There's no relationship with Jesus if there's not an erasing and a forgiveness, it doesn't exist. You don't have salvation without forgiveness. You don't. And like Pastor said, and like we want you to get, Jesus is the greatest gift of all. He is. And everything that comes that's good, every good gift that comes from, to us is from Jesus. Forgiveness is one of the greatest gifts, I would say probably the greatest gift we've ever received in our life. At the same time, it's one of the greatest gifts this Christmas we could ever give to somebody else. So, Peter was curious one day, he was very curious uh, about this matter, and he approaches Jesus in Matthew chapter 18, 21, uh, uh, chapter 18, 21 through 22, and it says, I want you to imagine, I, when, how many of you have seen the Chosen series? That is very much how I think Peter is. He's rambunctious, he's, he likes to fight, he's wild, and Peter, in his newfound genius, comes to Jesus and says, because he wants to score some brownie points, we're going to talk about this in a minute, then Peter came to him and he asked, Lord, how often should I forgive somebody's sins against me? Seven times? Seven times? I'm going to tell you the significance of this in a minute. And Jesus looks back at him. He says, no, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Okay. If any of you struggle with math like me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down. That's 490 times. 490 times. Okay. Peter, at this moment, is a pastor. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's not a theologian. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Peter, Peter grew in knowledge over his lifetime. But in this moment, Peter's a fisherman. Right? He's... Because I want you to understand, Peter is not this great theologian. Yes, Jesus builds his church on him. But in this moment, Peter's a simple man. And so Peter's trying to score points. Because here's the thing. 
here's, here's what I learned from this, uh, that Peter in this moment truly thought that he was being generous. About seven, and pastor understands this because back in the time, this time, rabbis said that it was unnecessary. So the teachers of the time said it's not necessary to forgive anybody beyond three times. Okay? So Peter thought he was being smart right here. In his fisherman ways, he looks at Jesus, he's like, well, six is double. Seven is really good. I'm going to score points with Jesus, right? So you can imagine, this is the moment he's having. He's like, I'm going to impress this man. So seven times, right, Jesus? We forgive somebody seven times. And Jesus, like he did so many times in the Bible, I should write a series called Drop the Mic. In this drop the mic moment, looks him dead in the face and says, no, Peter, 490 times. Peter's like, what? Right? What are you talking about? That's a whole lot of... I can see Peter counting his fingers. <laughs> you know, fishermen. Uh, not fishermen. If you're a fisherman now, you're, not, you're a very intelligent person. <laughs> but fishermen then. Jesus' response to Peter very much probably caught him off guard. And Jesus told him to forgive 490 times. Interesting enough... This number actually has a numerical value in Hebrew signified by word. Uh, and I don't know if I spelled it right, but none of you are going to see it. Uh, <laughs> numerical symbolized by a Hebrew word, tamian, which defined meant to be perfect or complete. And in this moment, Jesus is like, hey, this is the picture. And I, I'm going to break down this scripture. My whole sermon's breaking down these two verses right here. So we're going to go a little deeper because if we can learn to forgive well, because we were forgiven well, so, much, so many good things will come to us in the Christian faith. This principle, I think, is one of the hardest things. We give lip service to this and we say we forgive people, but we really don't. We forgive with limitations and expectations so often. When really who we're hurting is us. And I'm going to dive into this because this, this scripture in this moment, I think there's so much into it. So let's take time and I want to break down what we learned about forgiveness in this scripture right here. No, so lessons on forgiveness. I hope you're taking notes because this... I felt like God was speaking through this in such a powerful way as I was writing this, not because I'm a great communicator. Like I prayed a few minutes ago to Jesus, I want your words, not mine. I want you to penetrate, not me. God, I love this. I honestly believe in this moment. Will, I honestly believe in these lessons of forgiveness that God was explaining his process of forgiveness to us. So if we're to imitate Christ, we have to learn from Christ. And Jesus in this moment says 490 times verses 3. Okay? Jesus was not hung up on a number. Okay, guys, when you go home, spouses, don't sit there all day and say, you're forgiven, you're forgiven, you're forgiven, 
you're forgiven, you're forgiven, you're forgiven. One, you're going to have something else to be forgiven from. Two, God's not being literal in this number. God just wants completeness. He wants, he, he's, he's saying there's perfection and completeness and forgiveness. And God was explaining his process. David said it in Psalms. It's so beautiful. 103, 8 through 12. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. Listen to scripture. This is good. I love scripture. It's powerful. He will not constantly accuse us. I stopped there for a reason. Nor remain angry forever. This is David breaking down God's character. He does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not deal with us harshly with us as we, what? Deserve. We deserve it. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. Now, I like this right here. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. It's a powerful scripture. Because in this scripture, God breaks down Well, David breaks down the character of God and he says that God, because he loves us, doesn't judge us harshly. When he forgives us, he forgives us how far? From the east to the west. What does that mean? It's unfailing. It's unreachable. Have you ever seen the east and the west touch? Doesn't exist. I want you to think about the biggest mess up. I don't want you to write this on the paper, but the biggest mess up that you've ever made and how you were forgiven or how you wanted to be forgiven, either by God or somebody else. I want you to, in this moment, to think about the biggest mess up that you've ever made in your entire life. Because it's important to what I'm saying right here. And I want you... To remember how either somebody forgave you or God, whether that somebody didn't or not, God forgave you if you came to him and you asked for forgiveness. How big was that? How big of a moment was that? See, God's love towards us is so large. He became the great example and has forgiven us for the things we should never receive forgiveness for. Now in this, and I've heard Pastor Gary say this, I'm not saying that you forget and let somebody abuse you. That's not what I'm saying. But I will say this. Forgiveness is far more for you than it is for the person that you're forgiving. Forgiveness is something that I give because God gave it to me. Second thing. I believe God was saying in this scripture, God wanted us to be in a continual and constant state of forgiveness. Why? Ephesians 4, 31 through 32, Paul says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, this is important, instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, 
forgiving one another, just as God through Christ forgave you. How big is that? He laid everything down for you. Now, I, I just want to show a hands in this room. How many of you have ever done something that you regret doing? Raise your hand. How many of you did something really dumb? Be honest. Raise your hand. Yeah, okay. How many of you have needed to be forgiven in your life? Raise your hand. Why? Because we're human. <laughs> and Jesus, in his way, forgave us. You know, I've learned this in my life, and I'll be honest. As long as I'm, I'm wanting forgiveness, I want people to see the best in me. But when somebody else wants forgiveness, and someone else has really hurt me, and someone else has just really blown it, deep down inside, I'm not as free to give it as God did to me. But when I'm in that moment, I want the forgiveness. Am I the only one? No. <laughs> See, Jesus understood so well what I've heard said for so long in my life. To refuse to forgive someone until they admit that they're sorry is to make yourself a prisoner to the very person who's hurt you. We really think we're doing ourselves good sometimes by holding back forgiveness. We really think we have a right to hold back forgiveness. We really, if somebody <laughs> has hurt you, the only person that you're hurting is you. So the more forgiving we are, the more at peace we'll stay. And I believe God spoke this to me this morning. It wasn't in my sermon notes till this morning. It was just, it was such a powerful moment. It was just like he does before I, I come up here and speak. And, and God made this statement to the, me this morning. Sometimes you can either be right and justified or you can be free. So sometimes you can be right or justified in my feelings. And I don't want to forgive them because they did this. Or you can be free. As humans, most of the time, we want to be justified. And we want to be right. And so, in the midst of that, we give up our freedom. Because at least I know I was right. At least I know I was justified. But as long as we hold on to things, then we can't be free. And the last point is Jesus knew that we would have to speak ourselves into right feelings. Because here's the thing. Here's the honesty. Sometimes people really hurt us. Can I be honest? You have the right. You should have the right to feel the way you do. They were wrong. They did hurt you. It doesn't make it right that you forgive them. And God, I believe, knew this when he said 490 times. Why? Because he knew we would so often, very likely, I, I like what it says in Galatians 3, 12 through 15, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender heart and mercy, kindness, humility, 
gentleness and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us together in perfect harmony, harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. God says make allowance. What does this mean? Realize you're not perfect. And sometimes you're the one that needs the forgiveness. So you need to forgive. So often we hear that verse. God gives, pressed down, shaking together, running over. And we hear it for tithing. That goes for anything. So if you want people to forgive you, you need to be forgiving. And whatever measure that you give that forgiveness is the measure that God will give back to you. Press down, shaking together, running over. Choose to be merciful. See, Jesus knew for some instances it would take us going through a process of at least saying every day, we forgive until that we actually reached a point of believing what we were actually saying. Sometimes your words have to be preemptive to your feelings. Sometimes I have to begin to say, I forgive you, whether I feel it or not. Sometimes I have to say, I forgive them. What they did was wrong. I'm hurt. I'll never forget it. But I forgive that person and release them in this moment, whether you feel it or not. See, unforgiveness is one little secret. It's that one barrier. It's that one sin that we feel we have the right to hold on to and to keep. But it always has and always will keep us from being able to experience a full life. And true freedom. See, think about it. I want you to think about it and tell me I'm wrong. What do you actually receive by holding a grudge? What do you get out of it? Think about it. In your life, when somebody's hurt you, what gift did you receive from that? I'll tell you what you received. Because I've been in the same spot. We get bitterness. We get separation. We have hatred towards somebody. Destroyed communication. We get, and y'all tell me, y'all understand this, we get that nasty feeling about that person when they walk into the room. Y'all ever had that feeling before? When somebody you've been in a fight with or they've done something to you and they walk in the room and you don't even want to go to that side of the room because you got that nasty feel. Am I the only person in here? That's you. Raise your hand. Be honest. Come on. We need me too moments here. Yeah. Oh man, I've had that feeling. <laughs> I think you're living on a level of forgiveness if you're feeling that way, but all of us have felt that way if we're honest. All of us have had that sickness. I want to show you something. I don't want to take credit. Chris, I want you to come up here. I, I don't want to take credit for this illustration. I actually, Sarah sent it to me from Michael Todd. But it was such a powerful uh, moment. And so I'm going to give you as many balls as your hand can hold right here. Okay. So I'm going to give you the big ones. Because 
I believe in you. Like, okay. All right. You, you just hold those. You're right there. Okay. So stand right here, Chris. And so, so often in our life, God blesses our life, right? He gives us blessings and everything else. And, uh, but we, we want to hold on to things, right? God wants to send us blessings, but we can't receive blessings if we're holding on to things. So, Chris, I want you to start catching these balls right here. So you got this, right? So, right, come on, Chris, catch the balls. I need you to cut. <laughs> see, I, see, I know, I'm so pr- he's, so, he's so good at sports. And so, but I'm <laughs> here's the problem. We can never receive God's blessings as long as we're holding on to unforgiveness. We can never receive anything new as long as we're holding on to the things that we want justification for, right? He can't receive anything as long as he's holding on. And you can't do it either. You can draw You can put the balls down. So, but thank you, Chris. You did a wonderful... Give him a hand clap. He did a wonderful job. But so often God wants to bless our lives. He wants us to receive something. But we can't receive... As long as we're holding on. I honestly believe in this room that God wants to bless some of you. I honestly believe God wants to move you to a next level. As long as you're holding on. As long as you're justified. As long as you're right. We can't receive the blessing that God has for us. Worship team, I want you to go ahead and come if you can. See, holding, (laughs) as long as I justify my unforgiveness, I paralyze my blessings. As long as I justify my unforgiveness, as long as I get my way, as long as I'm I'm receiving, as long as I'm holding on to, yeah, but God, uh, this person hurt me. Yeah, but God, this hurts too bad. Yes, but God. As long as we're doing that, God's trying to throw blessings our way, but we can't receive because we're holding on. Y'all can start playing at any time. And I use this scripture every time I talk about unforgiveness. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit you. Will you forgive me? Well, yeah, God. But this scripture stands out to me because it's so true. All of us want forgiveness. All of us want Jesus to wipe away our sins. You know, Jesus says something about this so powerfully. And I know I've read this before, but I want it to I want it to sink into you because in Matthew chapter six, 14 through 15, it says, if you forgive that this is Jesus Speaking this, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. Get this. But if, you get this? But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Well, that's harsh, Pastor said. That was just another disciple. No, that was Jesus' mouth. That was Jesus. 
You know the one that died for our sins. And as long as you hold on to unforgiveness, he can't erase your sins. Think about it like that. See, holding a grudge and unforgiveness stops God's ability to heal you, to forgive you, and to bless you. It's just like that illustration I showed you. You can't receive because you're holding on. I can't receive God's new blessings. I can't receive healing. I can't receive a blessing as long as I'm holding on to my grudge. Your justification has kept you from your freedom. Everybody stand up, bow your heads and close your eyes. This Christmas, one of the greatest gifts that you've ever been given is the forgiveness that God offers you for the sin that you've created. I want y'all to break out that piece of paper again. Break it out again. Break it out again. I want you to open it up. I want you to read it. Read it to yourself. Because I want to say something to you. I want you to think about it. If you've been forgiven or if you want forgiveness, then we've got to get good at forgiving. You remember being forgiven of that? You remember somebody forgiving you of your sin? You remember your God forgiving you of what's on that paper? Then we should have every right in the world to forgive those who hurt us. Well, that's not humanly. No, it's not. It's a godly thing. It's a Christian life thing. That's not how other people know. It's how Christians do it. It's like real ones. Because if we, what we need to understand is when we forgive, God sets us free. God opens our heart to new blessings. God heals those things inside of us. And God brings blessings. But as long as we hold on, we can't receive those things. I didn't write it. I didn't make the rules. Jesus did. God, we come to you today. God, I thank you for the people in this room. God, we thank you for your unmerited forgiveness that you gave us. We thank you for loving us the way you have. God, we thank you for forgiving us the way that you have. God, we're grateful for your presence and your power. We're grateful, God, that you loved us. Thank you for your forgiveness. If you're in this room, the greatest forgiveness that you could ever receive today is salvation from Jesus. It's literally what he did for you. He literally came and died on a cross to forgive your sins so that you could have a relationship with him. Our relationship started with forgiveness. If you're in this room and you've not accepted Jesus as your Savior or you have and it's been a long time and honestly, if something were to happen tonight, I'm not trying to be crazy, but if something were to happen tonight, you don't know that you'd go to heaven. You don't know that you know the Savior of the universe, but you want to. 
You want to receive that forgiveness, that 490 time forgiveness, that perfection, that moment where he forgives you of the things that you thought were unpardonable, unforgivable, unlovable. I know a Jesus that'll do that for you today. In fact, I know a savior who died to give you that today. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're in this room and you want to make that decision, I just want you to raise your hand. I'm not here to embarrass you, but I am here to offer you the greatest gift that's ever been given. That's you. You want to be sure today that God's forgiven you, that you're your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life that you're going to be with Him. Just raise your hand. Raise your hand. Okay. Here's the second thing. I want you to be honest. Can we be, can we be a church family that's just honest? Can we? Because I believe God wants to do some work in some of us today. I do. I believe it with all my heart. I believe... He wants to do some powerful things. I want to ask a question. Do you want to stay a prisoner to those who've hurt you? Or would you like to allow God to heal some of that for you? So what does that mean? You're in this room. And there's somebody. And if you raise your hand, listen, we've been in this spot. As a pastor, I've been in this spot. You have wanted to hold it back. You wanted to be justified and right. This doesn't make you a terrible person. This makes you human. This means that you're walking the walk. You're going through the journey. You're struggling with things like all of us. Not your, how dare you? No, we've been there. But you'll be honest with me today and say, Pastor Seth, I, I've struggled with forgiving somebody and I've struggled with the pain that they've left. It may not even be that you wanted to be right or justified. You're just so hurt. You don't want to forgive them because they hurt you so bad. If you're ready to lay it down and let God wipe it and you wipe it so you can be free, I just want you to raise your hand. That's me. It's me, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to hold that anymore because it's, it's a burden. It's a burden that you carry. That's you. Just one more time. Raise your hand. That's me. I, I want to forgive. I want to move past this. I want to lay this on the altar. Awesome. The next thing. What do you need to allow God to forgive you of? What do you need to forgive yourself for? If you're in this room and you need God to forgive you today, because I believe this is one of the most powerful things we can do is this forgiveness thing from Jesus and to people, to us and to him, to us and to others. You're in this room and you need God to forgive you of something. It may not even be a terrible, horrible sin, but you need forgiveness today. You may need to just forgive yourself for the things that you've done and how perfect you're not. If that's you in this room, I want you to raise your hand. That's me. I need God to forgive me of something. I need to at least forgive myself of something. Man. And then last but not least, are you willing to lay down what's hurt you? Are you willing 
to lay down what's hurt you. Come on, people, what's that wall? What's that barrier? What's that thing that makes you sick when that person comes in this room, in, into a room? What is it that you're holding on to? What is the thing that you need to lay down? If you are willing to lay that down, to have the freedom that God gives you from not holding a grudge, from not holding that over somebody's head, from not being justified, if that's you and you're willing to lay it down today, I just want you to raise your hand. Last time, that's me. I'm willing to lay it down. And if you raised your hand for any one of those things, we are going to sing some worship, but I want you to begin to come down to this altar and I want you to lay it down. If you got to write it on that sheet of paper I gave you, whatever you got to do, but don't hold on to it anymore. As long as you hold on to your unforgiveness, you can no longer receive the blessings, the healing, the breakthroughs that God has for you. If that's you, come on and meet us at this altar right now. Come on right now. You raised your hand. There's a good bit of you. The prayer team, if you can come and begin to pray. You know, if we can really believe in God's forgiveness, that complete, perfect forgiveness he just described, if we really can believe that, we'll have the power to forgive someone else. But we got to believe it. If you struggle believing God's forgiven you completely, you're going to struggle to forgive other people completely. But His, His forgiveness really is complete and it's perfect. What a gift. Amen? What a gift. What a gift. And if you don't have any sense of God's had to forgive you of some stuff, then you, you know, I put this on our family page. Those of you that are kind of new, we've got two Facebook pages for the church. One's, we just call it the public page, Lake City. The other one is Lake City Family. But I put a, I saw this thing on the internet where this bear saw himself in a mirror and he started attacking it. And the caption was something like, you know, sometimes you got to see yourself like you are before you can deal with it. We all needed God's forgiveness in the worst kind of way. Don't care how good you've been. You needed God's forgiveness. Amen? Amen. I want everybody to stand with me if you would. Would you just say, thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness? Would you say it? Say it with your mouth out loud. For, thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness of me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to share that gift, Lord. I'm going to share that gift. I'm going to share it. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Seth. That was right on target. Right on target. That's, that's the foundation of everything we're about. Right there. That's the foundation of everything we're about. Without that gift, none of the others matter. Amen? Praise God. Thank you, Seth, for saying it so well and so clear. I just challenge you. Invite somebody into Christmas this year. There's plenty of tickets laying around. They can experience it here next Sunday night. Hey, I hadn't said that. Hey, hey, Taylor, come back. 
We've got a newlywed couple in our midst. And I don't know if all of y'all know it or not. Tim and Taylor McNair, give them a hand. They actually been married a couple of weeks. I meant to do it last week and they were here, but I uh, just want everybody to know, congratulations, guys. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Go spread the joy.